0: Welcome to Powerful Stuff. Hi, welcome. Where Eileen and myself, Meredith, are your spiritual older besties who came to LA and spreading our wings, figuring it out along the way, taking you along for the ride. Yes.
1: Seeking healing, seeking wisdom.
0: And today we're actually filming this episode right before we take off for San Francisco. We're packed ready to take off. And we're going there because one of our very best besties is having a baby shower. She's the first one to cross over to the other side.
1: It's true. It's really guiding, guiding the way for us,
0: right? Being our trailblazer, showing us what's in store.
1: Oh yeah. Puppies, babies, puppies and babies.
0: (laughs) I know she got a puppy at six months pregnant. We're like, what a warrior woman.
1: So impressive.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, when Eileen and I were roommates, she helped keep our plants alive. And now I have a three-fourth success rate in keeping my current plants alive. That's
1: great. Your plants have been looking really amazing. I've taken note.
0: Oh my gosh, coming from you, that means a lot.
1: That tree is thriving in the corner.
0: Thriving. (laughs) Ask anyone. I've noticed. Not just surviving, (laughs) but thriving. Exactly. And today for our episode, we wanted to talk about when it's time to shed an old story mm. and I was experiencing this this week. It's so funny because one of my mantras is own your story. And I was experiencing it this week when something that I had deeply been healing the last year, um, I was mentioning it to my husband again this week. Um, and it just felt heavy in my body. Like it was like, junk food. Like it was the low hanging fruit for me to talk about. And what I mean by that is like this last year I've been healing this need for acknowledgement from people or putting up boundaries with people that I felt were triggering for me um, because it felt, yeah, I felt like not, not acknowledged or that there was like a taking relationship. And after I've kind of healed that and put the boundaries in, I feel like my mind was still searching for moments or little things that people were doing uh, to revalidate that old story versus just now focusing on all the good things, and all the inspiring people, and all the things that are. And it just felt kind of like a junk food. Like, you know, when you have that last Cheeto mm. or whatever, and it's been a while since you've had junk food, and then your body just kind of rejects it.
1: Yeah, but, if- but you still kind of want it
0: <laughs> you still want it and then you feel kind of gross the next day yeah you're just like
1: because by that point you know so well that you shouldn't have it
0: right it's not good for you right so today we wanted to talk about when it when it's time to shed an old story how you can acknowledge it how you can work through it and heal it but when it's time to really let it go and what that shedding process looks like yes of the old story so true to powerful stuff arc let's all just take a moment and close our eyes or again if you're driving or operating a motor vehicle just breathe with us keep your eyes open take a deep breath in and exhale and then the second breath in to breathe in an old story that you've kind of been feeling the weight of lately and as you exhale placing it in your body noticing where it feels most present And as you turn your gaze inward to this old story, almost envisioning what it looks like, personifying it, noticing how maybe it felt like a cloak or an armor for you in the past because it, in a way, was maybe protecting you from taking a bigger swing or maybe it was, you know, an easy thing to fixate on versus something larger that felt more daunting. But just seeing it for what it is now that it's this old shell that you no longer fit in that might have had the perception of keeping you safe at some point in time. And almost speaking to it like you're speaking to a child, asking this old story why it's still coming up. And then... Asking it, what do you need to do to heal it so you can peacefully shed it? Why is it coming up to serve as one last teacher, to heal it, to feel it so you can shed it? And as you make this internal commitment to do that, asking your internal self, your wisest teacher, your all-knowing self, what new story are you ready to replace it with? What is the new empowered belief or the new energy you're calling back to yourself from that old story, re-energizing you? And start to imagine this new story entering your veins, pumping throughout your heart, out to your fingertips, to your toes, to the crown of your head, lifting you up, embodying this new story. Who is that version of you who lives and breathes from this new story? And as you become your highest self, maybe even bringing a smile to your lips, thanking this old story, gracefully letting it go like you're in a hot air balloon, letting it fall off the side of the hot air balloon, gently falling toward earth as you're lifted higher and higher. And then with that, taking a deep breath in and exhale to open your eyes, softly coming back into the space.
1: Wow. Transported.
0: Yeah. Well, I was going to say before I get deeper into mine, Eileen, what old stories have you been shedding? Because Mm -hmm. I know it was your birthday last week, which we gratefully spent together. Yes.
1: Um, Yeah, there were a few things I was thinking about, but one really came through and it was the one that felt harder to think about and talk about. So that was my little signal that that was it. (laughs) But it's, I think, one thing that I've been looking at over the past couple years, and especially in this new time of a big transition, is not only my old stories, but which ones have been passed down to me from my parents and from their parents and being able to really hear their voices in those stories that are repeating in my head. And a lot of it comes down to, I think, interpersonally dealing with trust with people and um, <laughs> and really releasing a lot of judgment or criticism of self so that those feelings don't come out when it comes to others. And building trust to a point where it doesn't feel like you have to decide if this person is on my side or they're not, you know, this idea that like someone has to be so loyal or so supportive or, or so, um, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's, I'll get more into it, but it's just kind of this, this critical lens that I feel like has been passed down that I've really tried to see differently and see without such a like emotional attachment.
0: That's really beautiful. Thanks. I love that. And I feel like that's exactly right when we have this deep trust in our inherent self, our inherent integrity and also kind of birds eye perspective about, you know, our our family members or other people we see that it was just generally generationally passed down and maybe some form of protection or self-defense that comes off a certain other way.
1: Exactly. It's like now that I'm kind of deep in this awareness, I can see now when they act that way that it's just coming from a place of insecurity or fear or um just remembering a past experience that that's triggering them. But um it's so funny to see that externally and then in myself have to realize it too. And so that becomes like the mirror.
0: Right. It's always the hardest pill to swallow. Yeah. Yeah, they say like If you spot it, you got it.
1: It's true, though. The thing that annoys me about someone else is always the thing I have to take inside and realize that there might be a piece of it in me.
0: Right. That's so real. It's so real. And I feel like when we have the awareness in this cycle of transformation, uh, the step to get out of it is like uh, expression and taking a new action. Yes. Kind of like almost grieving or allowing whatever rage or resentment from that old story to come up, to express it, to heal it, to feel it. And then what is my new empowered choice? What is a new story that I'm putting into place?
1: Exactly. And I think with this situation, it comes up a lot for me in relationships. It comes up with new people, but relationships are so obvious because you're getting intimate and close so quickly. And so there's this sense of like at a certain point when it gets a little bit scary or gets a little bit close Feeling this sort of turn that I'm not even perceiving, um, and and then all of a sudden I'm super critical of this other person, or I'm super judgmental, or I'm super just like analyzing for an area that they might betray me, um, and it's it's like I don't even notice it, but then all of a sudden I'm I'm doubting maybe what their intentions are, and the new story is. Removing this idea that someone else has some grand plan of the way that they're going to, you know, manipulate you. And maybe this comes from generations of like immigrating across continents and, you know, feeling like you have to really know who's who's on your side and and struggling through the Great Depression and these different like historical events, like as we look generationally. But now it's it's realizing that I'm safe and and I have proper judgment and i and i can trust those feelings initially of of who who really has integrity and compassion and best interests for others
0: right and i think the most important thing is being able to trust yourself with those boundaries yes and that um that you can relax into those boundaries until proven otherwise and then that you've got you enough to be able to adjust those as necessary Exactly, and like you said, it was such a it's such a big thing about safety and letting our inner child know that she's safe yeah. um, and asking her what she needs to feel safe with us as we navigate the world, as we navigate strangers or other people in kind of like putting her protection first and foremost, which then allows us to actually relax into those situations more totally and yeah, I, it's so funny for me. I, as I was kind of saying it earlier, it's like, I feel like this whole winter to spring to summer has been a shedding for me in mm-hmm. a full bloom of like what I want to create next. And as such, it's almost like allowing myself a grieving process of those old stories. Cause I feel like I have, um, done so much healing around them in a way. And of course, if they keep coming up, there's more healing to be had. And I always tell my clients and it's a good reminder for myself, it's not that triggers won't stop coming up. It's that each time they come up, we're able to address them with more awareness and compassion. And that's the true test of self-growth. It's not eradicating the trigger. Yeah. It's it's using it more and more for our own fuel and growth each time it comes up.
1: That is such a big one, I feel like, because the the myth is that at some point, you know, things will just slide off of you mm-hmm. and and you'll never sink down into that feeling. But that really is the crux of it. Like we'll always go back there. It's just a matter of what you do with it. And then how quickly can you recover from it?
0: Totally. A thousand percent. And yeah, this week I found myself with one of the triggers that I had been healing this last year around acknowledgement and boundaries with people. Um, It's like I found myself almost searching for that old feedback loop to prove Mm -hmm. like, Oh yeah, they're just taking. And, um, and it's like, Meredith, you've set the appropriate boundaries. These people aren't in your life in the same way anymore. Why are you continuing to search for it? If you continue to search for it, you'll find it. Yeah. At versus there's so many other people and things that are in your life. Is it? Could it be time to invite a new story in? And that's when I really felt like as soon as the old story left my mouth, I felt this heaviness of like, it is time to let it go. It is time to, to shed it and to acknowledge that it it might still come up, but then to gently redirect myself, kind of like redirecting a child's attention. See, look at all these new inspiring things we have over here. Let's go to those instead. And kind of like, yeah, what you imagine what you put in your body, like the old processed junk food or like this new fresh, like farmer's market salad or -hmm. or raw dessert. Mm -hmm. Um, But... Yeah, and so it was a moment of like, okay, what's going on here? What do I need to address in myself that's not feeling acknowledged that I'm searching for this easy, low-hanging junk food to kind of feed this old story that I really have shed? Maybe I do need to kind of ceremonialize it, have a little grieving process, allow it to transform, and have this new story ready for what I'm ready to feed myself when that does come up.
1: Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. And also there's this feeling that how to say it? Like <laughs> kind of like you're saying that old story is so familiar. And so there's there's also a confidence in in it in the sense of if I have this reaction, I know this is what I need to do to shift it in that in that situation. And so it's like leaning back also on, on the familiar ways that you know how to comfort yourself and doing that. And that is the junk food idea, right, where it's a temporary fix. And instead of realizing that long-term, in eight hours or in eight weeks, I'm not going to feel so great about this decision. And so let me redo the story in just something else um, instead of just going back to this familiar that does in the moment, you know, give you that little high and give you that feeling like, okay, I feel better, you know, and I've, I've soothed myself.
0: Yeah. It was so funny. Cause I brought it up to my husband when we had just like a brief 20 minute walk, I was in a, a, a program all day, which I should be celebrating. Cause I like got Woo! to the end of it and it's another thing to improve my coaching toolkit. Yeah, And, um, you know, I just let it. Sold out retreat with you last weekend, like so much to celebrate. And I hadn't talked to my husband all day. There were so many things I could have celebrated or talked to him about. And I chose to bring up this old story. And he do like, he like stonewalled me. He like refused to engage in it. He's like, This sounds like something you could talk about with your therapist. And I'm like, I am working on this. <laughs> and I found myself getting defensive. Um, but then I it was defensive because I knew he was right. Yeah. I knew that there was like so many like I've already brought it up. He's already held space for it so much yep. that it's like, what else do I need to solve in myself? Him indulging in it with me might've felt nice in the moment, but exactly. doesn't help my own race or my own goals or my own sense of well-being. And it's almost like he was helping me like slowly starve that story yeah, by not giving it more of his energy. And then, yeah. and then the story was like reaching out for me, like, come on, Meredith, let's find like keep- someone else. Yeah, but... Um, mm-hmm.
1: It's like a virus trying to live. It's like, yeah, (laughs) latching
0: on. Come on, Meredith, one more chat about it. Um, And so, yeah, I found myself getting defensive to him and I apologized after because I realized that it was, um, he was trying to help me redirect and reinvest that energy. Yeah, And of course it is, that is why we have therapists or somebody who is a safe space to allow us to bring it up, but to bring it up with the intention of awareness to heal it.
1: Yeah. And I think I want to also bring up a kind of distinction because your personality is to externalize and and vocalize something that, that you're thinking about. So for you, it does come out and in conversation. So that also, you can see it really clearly. I'm someone who it might be repeating a lot, a lot in my head, but no one else around me will know. So it's also figuring out like, what do you do if you're in that situation and there's no one to say, like, stop, you know, right? <laughs> or no one to starve it. And you have to kind of just loop it in your head. And it's funny talking about the retreat, I was realizing it then too, kind of the same theme. Just just this feeling of like something could go wrong, or like I'm planning for the worst, or I'm planning for When everything feels like it's going really well, something's going to go wrong, whether it's with a person or a situation. And I could feel in that retreat, as I'm feeling so fulfilled and so aligned with, in flow with what I was doing and just really grateful and really expansive and really expressed, I could feel that thing in the back of my mind just being like, well, just wait, something might, something might just like flip and turn, (laughs) you know? Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And it's that doom feeling. And it is, it is strange how we just want to cling to it because it's familiar. And yet it gives you that worst feeling. It gives you that feeling of just feeling so low, that heaviness you were talking about, something dragging you down. And I think it does relate to something we talk about a lot, which is the readiness for success. Mm. And how scary it actually is to be successful and to be fulfilled. And it's almost scarier than failing. And
0: it's unpredictable. It's, You've never experienced it. It's a new situation.
1: Yeah. So it's almost like these old stories are, like we describe them as gooey and sticky and heavy. And it's like they are the anchors that are dragging us down. And it's almost like we're using those to make us feel grounded because we're scared
0: of this like soaring, flying. That's totally true. That's like the Marianne Williamson quote of like, don't people, our greatest fear isn't that we're failures. It's that we're powerful beyond belief. Yes. Because the, usually, and I've noticed this myself, like I just finished my course. I love this retreat. I'm leading an event in San Francisco next week. Like I'm really, you know, I have a lot of exciting things on the horizon and it's like they were almost like That's when the old stories flare up the most because it's like, oh, you think you deserve to be happy and fulfilled? You got another thing coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's that
1: psychology to it. And then there's even, I feel like the, the physical energy of it you know the yeah. physical energy of that success is like this momentum you're flying you know it's almost like you're like,
0: speeding down a hill skiing yes. and it's almost it's exhilarating yes. but it's also scary it's so and you're like like let me do something to slow this speed uh,
1: ah! exactly right it's like you're skiing down the mountain and you like almost like purposely crash or something and that's kind of what that feeling is where you're like this is too fast and i need to slow down so i'm just going to hinder myself with this toxic oldness
0: yeah and to kind of slowly bring the the episode to a uh, now what? <laughs> Where do we go from here? I think it's like the key. What we talked about before is l- allowing ourselves to feel safe, acknowledging ourselves not just when we need a pick me up, but also in the good times when, when we do have a success, celebrating ourselves to ourselves and our friends when a new story does creep up, writing it down, reinforcing it, and something I repeat to myself, and I'll have my clients do in various shapes or forms of "I am safe." Like I am deserving of success. Mm -hmm. I am deserving of everything that, that I'm ready to call forth. And continuing that relationship with our inner child, like letting them know that regardless of what situation that they're in, if it's a new situation or whatever, that they're worthy of it, that they deserve it, that they belong there.
1: I love that. And then I think even letting ourselves acknowledge the fear that we're running away from the fear of success and really putting words to that, you know, like how scary would it really be if I were leading a team and running a company or running a division that I was really passionate about? Or how scary would it be if I was felt so loved and felt like I could give so much to someone else?
0: Oh my gosh. I love that you just said that. And I'm probably going to mention Carolyn Elliott and existential kink for like the fifth time already on our like four episodes of our podcast. It's essential. Um, But yeah, Carolyn Elliott calls it a deepest fear inventory. Where we also write down all of our fears of being wildly successful or finding that partner that could really truly break our heart, which is why some people settle is because then they always have the upper hand. But um, not
1: even thinking about it like break your heart. Like what if they just cracked it so wide open that it just felt so exposed, you know? And there wasn't even a fear of it breaking, but even that being like the scariest thing.
0: Right. Like what if someone truly saw me? sees me, Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And it's in acknowledging our fears, not just of the worst case scenario, but of the best, the best. case scenario yeah. and m- maybe how we fear how we'd be in it or what it would um, take away from us, like fear of being really successful. I fear that all my friends would ask me for money. I fear that mm. like, I wouldn't know how to manage my money. I fear that I'd be bored. Like letting all those little fears out or pulling all the monsters out from under the bed is really powerful. Yes. And allowing ourselves to acknowledge it first, I feel like all of this work just comes back to acknowledgement, acceptance, and then what's the new choice? Totally. Acknowledge, accept, choice. <laughs>
1: yes. It's just, it can be hard to, to see even the thing that you're supposed to acknowledge.
0: Totally. So yeah, to break it down for you guys, <laughs> now that we've made it to the end of the episode, get out your journals and pens or get out your voice note or call your bestie, answer these questions, What is the old story that I've been telling myself and how have I thought that it was serving me or keeping me safe and how is it now holding me back? What things have I learned about myself from this old story? And what things am I ready to take with me into the next chapter? And then what is the new story that I'm telling myself? Instead of this old story, what are the new things that I'm choosing to focus on? And how do I show up as that version of me who's telling myself the new story? And then lastly, as Eileen mentioned, what is my deepest fear of this new story coming true? Of being wildly successful, of having a great community, of whatever it might be. What are, what are the deepest fears around this success And what do I need to do to let my inner child, my inner self know that they're deserving of all of this success? Mm. Yes. Anything you'd add? I think,
1: yeah, just removing any sense of feeling like you have to punish yourself for something or like you don't deserve it. Like let yourself be open to deserving something and and becoming the person, like you said, that that would, you know, and not basing it on who you were yesterday or in the past.
0: I love that. And so everyone, we hope that you've called forth your old stories, you've acknowledged them, you've thanked them, and now you've shed them. You're a hermit crab moving from a small shell, maybe feeling exposed between the small shell and, and then finding a big shell, settling into it getting ready to up-level into your next version of self, be sure to tell us in the, the comments on Instagram or TikTok or on the podcast of what is your new story you're stepping into.
1: Mm, yeah, we need more
0: of those. We need more of those. And we'll all just take our three grounding closing breaths before we round out this episode. So breathing in the old story. <laughs> Exhale, gratefully letting it go. <sighs> breathing in the wisdom from the old story. And exhale, turning it into fuel for your next version of self. And then breathing in your new story, pulling it up to the crown of your head. And as you exhale, starting to embody, show up as the person who lives this new story from the inside out. I'm Meredith Baker. Eileen Leguio. And you have been listening to Powerful Stuff. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> love you guys love you peaceful
1: it's a great ending <laughs> the
0: birds that's, powerful. that's oh that really wow. powerful oh my god that was really powerful to be honest <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Powerful Stuff Podcast. We're your hosts, Meredith Baker and Eileen Legu. We hope that
1: you learned some powerful stuff that you can take away and implement into your own life.
0: And if you do, we would love it if you rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast, Powerful Stuff. And if something deeply resonates with you and you share it on social media, tag us. We would love to hear from you. And we will also see you next week for some more. Powerful stuff.